Thank you, everyone, for coming in today's Bible study. We're gonna, we are reading Genesis 8 to chapter 10, verse 32. And it's on January the 4th of the 365-day Bible. We're, we're plugging in ones that we haven't, we believe we haven't recorded yet, so we can get the whole Bible in. All 66 books. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, for your great honor and glory. You said you will bless those who seek you, and you will glorify your name through them for the Gentiles, Lord, through Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you for using us, Lord God, to touch people's lives, Lord. Thank you for giving us second chances in all areas of our life. Thank you for being a good father, Lord. Thank you for keeping us safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is focusing on Genesis 8, 21 and 22, on those verses. And 21, 22 say, uh, says, And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, oh, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, coal and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Note, no one and his family were delivered into an opportunity to start over. This will not be the last time God does this. Countless times throughout the Bible, we see God showing men and women his love and patience in order to save them. Although he realizes that their hearts are evil, he continues trying to reach them. When we sin or fall away from God, we deserve God's judgment, which would destroy us. But God has promised never again to destroy everything on earth until the day when Christ returns to judge evil and destroy it forever. Now, every change of season, every new day reminds us of his solemn promise, but there are also joyous reminders of God's long-lasting patience. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent, Second Peter 3.9. Let each new day of God's grace remind you to repent and rejoice in God's patience love. Amen. I'm uh, just going to read. Would you like to comment right now on that? Okay, I just wanted to say that... Um, God's grace and love will increase with us thanking him for our lives. And we're more grateful and grateful, grateful. Being grateful produces more love and more love produces more gratitude. So it's kind of like success breeds success. Amen. Reading of Genesis 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock from him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground water stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the flood waters gradually receded from the earth after 150 days, exactly five months from the time the floods began. And the boat came to rest on the mountain of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the windows he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the flood waters on the earth had dried up. 
He also released a dove to see if the waters had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove couldn't, couldn't find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat, and Noah held out his hands and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in his peak. Beak. Beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you. You and your wife and your sons and their wives, release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their, and their wife left the boat, and all the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed a burnt offering the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remain, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat. Summer and winter, day and night. Chapter 9. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food. Just as I have given you grain and vegetables, but you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on the earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all of the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you 
with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. The son of Noah, the sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Sham, Ham, and Japhet. Ham is the father of Canaan. From there, three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japhet took a robe, held it over their shoulders and backed into the tent and covered their fathers. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke from his stupor, he learned that what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest servant of his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japhet. May Japhet share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years, and then he died. Chapter 10. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japhet, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japhet were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshesh, and Tidus. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphat, and Togarma. The descendants of Javan were Elishash, Tarshish, Kirim, and Rodanim. Their descendants became the seafaring people that spread out to various lands, each identifying by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Misraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Siva, Habila, Sapta, Rama, Saptika. The descendants of Rama were Sheba and Dida, Dan. Cush was the ancestor of Nimrod who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, This man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylon with the cities of Babylon, Eric, Akkad, and Kalni. From there, he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehobot, Ir, Kalah, and Rezin, the great city located between Nineveh and Kalah. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Naphtalites, Naphtuhites, Pafrusites, Kashluhites, and the Kaptorites. From there, the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. 
Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites. Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivatites, Archites, Sinatites, Arbidites, Semarites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out, and their territory of Canaan extended from Sinon in the north to Gerar and Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Sebolim near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Apkadat, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hu, Gether, and Mash. Arpakas was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different languages groups. His brother' name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Elmodad, Shilip, Hasarmavet, Jera, Hadoram, Uzu, Dikla, Oba, Abimael, Sheba, Ofer, Habila, and Jobab. All these were descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Sephar in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their line of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to comment or you want me to go first? Go first. Let's see what you pick up. Uh, one of the things I picked up right away was uh, Jesus. When, G- when the, In John where it says, Jesus did not give himself over to people for he knew what their hearts were about. Mm-hmm. And right here where God says, I know they, they're always bent on doing evil with yes. their imagination mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from childhood. Mm, yeah. I will not again destroy all living things. So with that said, he knew that the the persons they can be your friends right away, but they can they're bent on evil. Mm-hmm. Uh so Jesus said, I will give them mercy and salvation even though as they're always bent on evil. So that's mm-hmm. where Romans says that, you know, he saved me while I was a sinner. Mm. You know? We we just acknowledge him. That we need help to get out of this drowning pool yes, that we're yes. in, you know. There can be no pride, no, no, nothing on us. That's where I saw that Jesus picked that up. Yeah, and one thing I remember, we saw something, uh, we were watching some teaching, and it was talking about a lot of the issues that people are going through is because of rejection. Remember that? Uh-huh. I, I forget where, what we were watching, but we were learning about that and and yeah so a lot of our hurts uh from childhood whether it's not feeling good enough not feeling loved enough not feel you know getting addicted to something um stems from some of the root issues uh back when we grew up you know maybe life wasn't being spoken into our spirit at that point maybe okay maybe weren't born again at that point but you know words do do matter when you speak them over your kids or your 
spouse or your, you know, daughter, whatever, um, you know, we must, we must remember that that causes problems later and it could, it could either change us into the path of destiny that God's called us for, or it could make us veer off the road to the wrong place and become evil. Like the world is. Amen. You know, you bring a very interesting point because uh, either they're going to curse the curse of darkness that's already there, and we're already mm-hmm. struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, when alcoholic anonymous, we don't, we don't talk to or talk down to an alcoholic. He knows already he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to a sinner or a kid, he knows already he's he's bad. You don't have to. Be, and that's the problem. People beat it, try to beat the truth into a person yeah. that he's already a sinner. <laughs> and what? How good does that work for you? How, you end up uh, bringing up twisted uh, adults because of the uh, the application was wrong. You know what the application would have been? Like Anna just said, good establishing prophecies mm-hmm. over Amen, it. yes. Even though they're messing up, no, you're a yeah. good child because mm-hmm. they have the ability mm-hmm. to choose good. You're a good person. You're always doing good. And they're in their mind, they say, <laughs> and then you keep believing it. If you say it five times, you believe it. And all of a sudden, you're producing a blessing over the child, a covering of words, mind yes. you. Yes, yes, a blessing. They, yeah, and then the per, they haven't got saved yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, but we're, we're at, we're, we're wetting their appetite. We're blessing the good, the little light we have in us, so we can outglow the darkness that Jesus said. That our our hearts are continually corrupt and imagining evil. Thus they say you're not responsible for the first thought that come into your head, or you're not responsible for that bird. You're responsible for that bird or that thought that lands on your head. Yes. If that bird starts to make a nest right. that, and you, you play with it, say, for right. instance, you want to drink, you want to do uh, cheat and lie and steal and so forth, then that's when the sin is setting in. But Jesus, you know, you, our responsibility is to, is to say, uh, thank you, God, I'm a misfit. That will knock it off if you keep fighting it, fighting it. Thank you, God. I'm a, it says right here, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though even, everything yeah. they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood. Mm-hmm. There you go, guys. That's why we have our emotions fly off and mm. things are out of whack. Yeah. And we know it, but there's that we can't do it. the way we apply situations. To, I'm belittling the point. I'm sorry. The way we apply the thing that's the problem. The way you apply children is you you speak to them like they're a computer. Hmm. You know, if you do these actions, this is going to happen. If you do those actions, those are going to happen. Give them a choice. Hmm. You don't point at them, demand at them, yell at them. Mm-hmm. You talk to them like they're you're, you're programming a computer because that's exactly what they are. They're a computer. Amen. I said enough. Yeah, and I'll just add to yours. I'm sorry. We just stand on this topic, but um, I believe um, it's like in our mind, we don't want to empower the other side, the dark side. Correct. But we want to put the light in with what God says about you. Because it says clearly here that we are made in His image. Um, 
Mm. I, I don't know. I read it somewhere. We covered here. quite a bit. Yeah, um, but it, because we're made in His image, um, you know what? What does God say about you? You know, maybe that you were spoken to um, the wrong way when you're growing up because our parents only did the best they could. Okay, so release any unforgiveness you have in that area, and march towards. Well, wait a minute. Who am I? What does God say about me? God doesn't say I'm a loser. God doesn't say that I'll never amount to anything. God says I'm victorious in Christ. God says that, um, you know, I'm under a blessing and not a curse. You know, God said that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. So you go back to the word of God and you empower yourself to, to, to cast out those thoughts that are coming into your head that are from the enemy. You know, you cast out uh, every thought. Um, into the obedience of Christ, okay? Uh, whether it's healing, you know, you, you say to yourself, well, Jesus said by his stripes I'm healed. So you begin to meditate on the kingdom words. And that, we got to do it every day. We got to fill our mind every day. Our spirit needs the spiritual food, you know, to prosper. You know, we want to prosper in our health, prosper in our spirit, and prosper on this earth as it is in heaven. So, um, you know, words matter and we gotta, you know, no matter what happened to us in the past, we gotta make a shift in our mindset. Don't empower the lie. Empower the blessing that you're under. Amen. Okay. All right. So that was, that was just adding to that. Let me go ahead and add a little more now that I got, I was able to take a, thank you. Um, this this comment over here with the New Living Testament says in the 365 Bible, which I recommend you get, uh, it says that, uh, and it always baffled me through the years, you know, let us, let each new day of God's grace remind you to repent and rejoice in God's patient love. For one thing, I took repentance to a level where I was useless and I didn't feel good. You know, I was always repenting, repenting. You can go overboard on that repenting things. Um, so it's a, it's an idea that's elusive. Um, so it's very, you know, already the idea is already leaving me. I had a point there that uh, the fact is, is that I, I right away I start praising the Lord when I do something. When I feel like I've done something wrong, you know. And I thank you, God, I did that. I thank you, God, I did it because we're already forgiven, right? Amen. Why should I I go ahead and go through the repentance uh, procedure when all I have to do is breathe in the grace of God? Amen. That's wwonderful. Good you point. Know? The way, yeah, I like that. Breathe in the grace of God. Breathe in the grace of God. Yes. So the Holy Spirit was telling me. They'd raise your hand and praise me and thank me and worship me. And boom, you start getting good ideas right away, one right after the other, as we praise them and thank them. So what a blessing it is to be acknowledging and born again. So one of the ways to get born again, you say, you do repent in the beginning. You say, I repent of my ways. I'm sorry for my conduct the way I've been. If you're truly sorry for your conduct and you ask Jesus to come into your heart and save you, because we can't save ourselves, then you have come into the kingdom of God. You acknowledge God, and and it's available there for you. And that's what God's desire, the Father desires, that none of us lose our eternal salvation through this because salvation is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. 
Amen and amen. Whew. Yeah. Um, and one of the things when we do repent, if you're a believer in Christ, like Fernando said, you thank God that you missed the mark. Yeah. Because we're not going to be perfect. Okay, we're going to, you know, be in traffic and get upset or be frustrated at the person over, like me, and get frustrated sometimes over the phone when I'm not getting quality service. So, uh, you, you know, thank God it's covered by the blood. That's what you're, you're zeroing back in and you're turning your mind back towards God. You know, repent means turn your mind towards God. Okay. And so now, you know, I'm acknowledging, hey, I have a Savior. He's already forgiven me for that. But let me turn my thoughts back on God so that it doesn't consume me with condemnation. Right. So uh, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm operating with God. We're working together. Yeah. I could do better. Help me, God, do better. You're really still, you know, you're, you're not, you know, when we pray, we pray already knowing that we're covered by the blood. Amen. Knowing that you... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God, for confirming your word there. <laughs> but... The the point is that um, uh, you know we're 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 acknowledging the finished work of Christ already has has given us the victory over this problem, right? So um, don't we don't have to plead in our prayer and say, "Oh Lord, forgive me." Da 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 da. Okay, you're repenting, but acknowledge Jesus covered you at the cross already. He already did the work for you to be forgiven, past, present, future. So um, walk, walk from the victory you already have, not trying to get the victory. You know, just, I guess the easiest way for me to say it is, you know, Jesus did the work already. He's covered you. He's forgiven you. Walk in your forgiveness. And, you know, you, you'll do better next time, knowing that you're not, um, you know, that he's, he's done the work for you. And you don't have to spend time beating yourself up. Condemnation. Okay, I hope that drove that home. Amen. So you can see our standpoint is we uh, very process of uh, repentant in the beginning. I don't like the way my life is going. I know it was made in the God's image. Like it says right here, for God made human beings in his own image. And that's why I feel guilty and shame and yeah. all this is because of my actions. I'm made in God's image mm -hmm. and my, my imagination burn on evil yeah. or, or my imagination is, is doing the after effect. You know, the problem of the after effect really, really tears us apart. A lot of people kill themselves because they can't stop. And it has a simple solution is, is God forgive me, enter my heart. Now the maintenance occurs. The maintenance is to keep thanking God that you're that you're messing up. Sounds strange, huh? Thank you, God. I messed up on this one. You see, you're not going to have the shame and the guilt anymore. And if the like Anna said, if the shame and the guilty occurs, that's from the devil. He's trying to yeah. keep you in a box. You've been freedom. You've been liberated. So the fact is that we'll always be in prone to sin. To fly off the handle. Get it? So relax. Take a deep breath. Say, thank you, God. I'm a misfit. Woohoo! And feel the joy and the love of God. Hook, lock, and load. And go places and do yeah. things. Amen. Yeah, one thing I just wanted to note here in 22. It says, um, I will never again destroy all living things. Okay, it's the end of 21. But it says, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest. 
Okay, you finish it. It says cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Okay, this is a word for today. So now we're looking at what's happening in our world today. We're hearing all this shortage of this, shortage of that, all this fear. And go back to the word of God and say that, you know, as long as the earth remains, okay, that's until Jesus comes back and um, makes things right. But uh, it says here, there will be planting and harvest. Okay, so that means expect a harvest. Expect that we're going to have the supply we need if we enter into a famine. You know, things happen you know that there is God is not going to sit here and just pull the plug because he says here never again will I do these things and it's like the covenant um you know he's made a covenant with us and he's I love the way he just keeps repeating his covenant now when we say word covenant what is a covenant Fernando what do you, what does that come to you when we ask the word covenant. What is the meaning of that? What do you What do you take from that when God says, "Hey, Fernando, I've made a covenant with you." What What is What does that mean? Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, the The covenant means is every time you see the rainbow in the air, you know. Remember, I have cut out a covenant with you. Every time you see the right. the cross in the sky, in the uh, in the electric lines, I have made a covenant to you with Jesus Christ being on the cross. You know, it's, it's kind of ironic that all these telephone poles have all kinds of crosses all over the nation. You know, every time you see, you see your covenant that God is, is, is did everything he could to extend that love for us. Like it says right here, um, he, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood. So he sent a cure for us for that problem, and that cure is Jesus Christ, and by his blood we're cured. We're back to his holy image, kind of. <laughs> you know, the more we read the word of God, the more love we get, and the more love we are, the, more, the closer we are to him, and the more he can move in our behalf. And that's a, that finances there too. Emotional stability, happiness, joy, spontaneity that you get a feeling that everything is going to be all right, everything in the past is all right, and it's all right here. Every situation we ever done in the past is done away. You know, if we keep bringing things up and using our faith in reverse, it's because we have pride, ego, self-sufficiency. We, don't, uh, we haven't let God be God, and we haven't done the exercise to, to remap vamp our emotions our habits and our minds you see we have to develop our constructive thinking with new habits every time you mess up you thank god you messed up it's an opportunity to let god come in and help you we will be rewarded for saying thank you god i messed up and, and it's a full circle prayer like this one homeless man that we talked to today i've been talking to i told him thank god you're out here sleeping in the cement and with your little carriage there and he goes okay i ain't got nothing to lose and later on i've seen him four days later and he says that's a full circle prayer he goes i don't have to discuss and tell him the details he already knows i get right down to the nitty-gritty and i'm acting in faith i'm thanking god i'm a misfit you understand 
it's the the final picture is is the fruit we get to the fruit right away Amen. would you like to read our new uh testament now uh yes thank you for covering that covenant thing yeah it's we just, can, it's already it's, been taught very well all yeah. around the world okay um let's see Matthew, is it Matthew? It's a Matthew uh, 4, 12 to 25. And it says, When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He first went to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, besides the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. Naphtali, I think, I think. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, besides the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And, the, and for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God. For the kingdom of heaven is near. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come, too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick, and whatever their sickness or disease, if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from the east of the Jordan River. Okay. Hey, that's it. I guess I finished there. Amen. Okay, I really enjoyed that scripture yeah. on chapter 423. Jesus uh -huh. traveled throughout the region of Galilee, mm -hmm. teaching in the synagogues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Announcing the good news yes. about the kingdom. And he heal every kind of disease and illness. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for strengthening us and teaching us what the Holy Spirit would want us to focus on. So many areas we can go. Lord, I just want to say, Lord, that your purpose and your will be done in our lives. Lord, we ask you to heal emotions, heal any sickness, Jesus. Yes, God. Heal any illnesses. We command that sickness to leave those bodies. We command you sickness. Get! You've been defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. 
The kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. Where people are restored, yes. renewed. Yes. Amen. And they're in their right standing in the kingdom of God. In Amen. Jesus' name, we speak grace unto you. Yes, grace, Glory, grace. glory, glory unto you. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, isn't that uh, funny that the uh, the prophecy of Naphtali yeah. and Zebulon, mm-hmm. uh, people had to say it over and over again in the synagogues for hundreds of years, and then it came to pass yes. when Jesus came, and he just walked right into that prophecy. He was the prophet, and if you ha- and take a look at the chosen on YouTube, the uh, the chosen series of the Bible. On YouTube for free. Uh, beautiful, beautiful way of them illustrating the New Testament. And one thing I want to point out is, is he said he tried, like Fernando, we're just, I'm just going to comment on your part. He said that uh, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news. Mm. Okay, so the good news is I am right before you. I am your shepherd. I am your healer. I am your provider. I am, I, I am the light of the world. So if you look at that, it's like when you, what you're hearing, your spirit's going to receive it so easily. When it's, come, when it's the truth about the word of God, it's going to flow right in your spirit and you're going to begin to believe what you're hearing. So be careful about the other side of the gospel. You know, that you're, that you have to, you're, you know, you did this, so now you're going to be, you know, you don't have your salvation anymore. You have to stay focused on the good news. Good news means good news. That means the kingdom, like you said, the kingdom um, is at hand. Even on this earth, as all this is taking place around you, there are still some, some good news to be released. You know, Jesus is still on the throne and he's, um, he's taking care of us. You know, he's protecting us. He's providing for us, and he's healing us in this time today. So because the scripture says it, that's our truth. Yes, there's other things that are taking place. That might be a fact, but the truth always overrides the fact. We, we, we uh, receive the kingdom. The kingdom at hand is when you see a healing, when you pray for someone and they become healed. That means the kingdom came down and, um, you know, Zero in on the good news, because that's and remember it has, it has to line up with the word of God. It is God's will for you to be well. It is God's will for your soul and health to prosper, even you know, no matter what the symptoms are. Okay, it is God's will for you to be blessed, so that you can carry on the gospel to the to the people around that He puts in your path. So, you know, we have to we have to zero in. The news has bad news. That's just the way it is. They're reporting the news, okay? Uh, you hardly ever have any feel-good stories there, okay? So just be careful about what you're, what you're placing inside your spirit, you know, that makes you look at everything as bad news. No, Jesus is the hope, the blessed hope, the scripture says, and he is our hope. He is our life and life more abundantly. He said that in his word. And so good news means good news. Good's coming. Good's going to happen to you. Get in the word. Receive your promises. Um, Take your place in the covenant that says you're forgiven. Take your place 
under the covenant that says you're blessed. Take your place under the covenant that says that you're healed. Take your place and, and walk in it. Amen? Amen, amen. You know, as Anna was talking, I just got a, a picture. A lot of us, like, we need a blueprint. And my blueprint that came to me is is you see the the ocean waves and the kids playing in the ocean waves with their inner tubes and their their surfboards and everything. And as the wave comes, it'll push an inner tube into the shore to safe safety, right? So when our problems come with us thanking God that we're in the kingdom of God, that problem will push us into the safety shore. You know, if we let go and relax and let God and stop struggling with, with worry, with words, and we keep saying the same problem over and over again, we put weight on us and the, and the problem cannot push us to its destination. If, you know, it's really beautiful and it does work and it happens. Um, the news Bible, the good news Bible says, Jesus started his ministry with the same message people had heard from John the Baptist. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus preached the gospel, the good news, to everyone who wanted to hear it. The good news is that the kingdom of heaven has come, that God is with us, and that he cares for us. God can heal us, not just physically, but spiritually as well. There's no sin or problem too great or too small for him to handle. Jesus' words were good news because they offered freedom, hope, peace of heart, and eternal life with God. The message is the same today as when Jesus and John gave it. Turning to God means turning away from ourselves, our self-centeredness, and independence. It means turning our life over to God God's direction and control. What are you? What are you facing that you can submit to God's guidance? What am I facing that I can submit to God's guidance? Well, what I'm facing is my old hurts, my uh, productivity. Sometimes I have to feel like I'm doing something. I'm going somewhere. I'm getting ahead with God. I'm. I mean something for this earth. How many people? Don't take their lives because they feel like their lives are meaningless. And all God wants to do is for us to put a smile and enjoy this earth and high-five another individual that life is good. Amen. You know, we don't have to be the the warrior winner like Nimrod. Amen. So there you go. Thanking God for the good news, the hope, the peace, the heart, and eternal life with God. Letting go and letting God and praising him for the problems that will push us to shore and they will dissipate. That has been our experience, guys. Okay, we're going to be reading the Psalms right now. We're going to mm -hmm. be praying the Psalms. It says, we lift our troubles to the Lord through Psalms 4. Let this Psalm guide our hearts in peace as we trust in God's provision. Okay, so Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for all our troubles, our pains, our hurts and situations. We thank you, Lord God, that we give them over to you, Lord, that you care for us and you, and you, you hold us in your hands, Lord. We thank you for Psalm 4. Amen. Would you like to read this? Or, uh... Yes, I would. don't have a problem. Let me read that. 
Good. Okay. Yeah. You don't Psalm, have a problem. No. It worked. Yeah. Psalm 4, 1 to 8. It says, Lift your troubles to the Lord through Psalm 4. Let the psalm guide your heart to peace as you trust in God's provision. Amen. Okay. Answer me when I call to you, O God, who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Amen. And the Proverbs 1, 20 to 23, wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist, insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Amen. amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming in today's study. We love you. Thank you for tracking with us. And give God the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> give God a break. Allow him to be God in your life like I allowed him to be God in my life and to do great and mighty things. Uh, very quick, like yesterday we had a, a testimony time. Yesterday we had a, we did pancakes. Anna did about 30 pancakes, and I took them to the park, and we have recovery house. A bunch of girls come out, about 10, 12 of them, and then there's about 10 or 12 guys there that normally come, and we do the 12-step program in the park with no rent. We don't pay rent there. So I take about 30 cups of coffee. I make coffee take the literature, and we run an organized uh, AA meeting there, 12-step meeting. The girls get Anna praise for the pancakes and so forth. The point I'm making, they all said thank you very much. The, the guys with a lot of time were blessed in their souls. Anna prays for these. We pray for the coffee. We really, and Anna, um, at the end, everything was finishing up, and there was a guy with, Kind of looked like Jesus. He could have been an angel, but he was filthy. He had a, a red beard, red hair, mm -hmm. and uh, he was walking with uh, his, his, he had his roll, bed roll, and an extra jacket. You know, a roll that he sleeps in. And I, and I, he passed walking by, and I asked him, would you like some coffee? I yelled at him. And he looked at me and goes, yeah. I says, come on down here. And then I, we were putting the pancakes away, and I, I asked one of the guys, hey, see if there's any pancakes there for this guy. Give him some. He didn't ask me for any. I just said, let's just feed the guy. 
So he went in there and he got three, four pancakes left. We put them on the plate. And then I, we, this is what I told the man. Here's the miracle. I told him, act like it's your birthday. And he looked at me and then he said, as he was mixing his coffee, mm -hmm. he said, it's today, June the 3rd. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I looked at the other guys. Today's June the 3rd. And he goes, it is my birthday. Hallelujah. I love it. <laughs> you talk about a God shot. Yeah. And then I told him, see, God knows every intricate, yes, everything God. in your life that, that, that this happened. And I tried to minister him, give him a book. He wouldn't take it. His name is Dean. I like to ask you to pray for Dean. Mm. You know, and he looks like he's been out there for years. He probably came out from the hills and stuff. He almost looked like John the Baptist. <laughs> you know, and very gentle, but wouldn't take any of my uh, uh, prisoner praise material. And, uh, and I couldn't get the concept of thanking God for where he was in. But now I can do his prayed Psalm 23 for him. Amen. Um, the reason I say that God knows, I've been in places where God knows and he always sends somebody. He, he promises, I will never leave you nor forsake Amen. you. Amen. Leave you alone. If you're thanking God for your situation, and if I'm not in poor me or self-pity mode or always me, then God can work with us. Okay. Anyway, it happened to me, I can tell you again, it happened to me once. I was moved to a new place. It was my birthday. It was, I'm singing songs to the Lord. I didn't want to go to work and sell real estate because it was boring. And I was praising the Lord, and there was a knock on the door. Nobody knew I had moved into a room rented in a house. And nothing was under my name. Mm. UPS there was a box, and it says this is for Fernando, and it was a fruitcake. Wow. <laughs> I said, wow. God has a sense of humor. I said, it had no return address to this day. I don't know who sent it, but it was my birthday. And I sat down wow, and said, God. thank you, God. for the." And wow. I tried to eat fruitcakes after that. It just didn't click. But he, <laughs> I bought one and Anna took it back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that, is that. A, that is a wonderful testimony. Wow. Thank you, God. And, and today we ran into a homeless guy that I talked to him the other day, to, and a different guy. I told him to thank God for the for that he's out there in the cold. He goes, well, I have nothing to lose. Makes sense. A full circle. I told you earlier about him. And what was the miracle that happened today? After we talked to him, we ran into a lady crying on the curb with yes, another guy. Right. And apparently she's heartbroken. Yes. And she tells me, oh, I saw you last night. You, you barbecued a, a hot dog for me in the... At, I made about 35 hamburgers cooked and uh, maybe a 15 hot dogs, 20 hot dogs, to the AA 12-step meeting at the park. We feed the people. The group pays for it. Um, the point I'm making is we we said to her, thank God for the problem. Thank God it'll culminate. you got to fight it. Thank God. And I felt something release. Yes, I felt something go yes, as I God. told her to thank God for the alcohol, for her heartbroken, for everything. Right. And then I told her we need a servant or act like a waitress, come and help the elderly at the barbecue, see if they need coffee and so forth. So even give her a ministry, give her an idea. She connected with Anna, the wife. She's about 31 years old, a young lady. Please cover her in your prayers. Her name is Heather. Heather yes. 
Um, I'd like to add to this, uh, the even more amazing thing that happened is God is, is working all the time. And don't underestimate when you have a little thought in your head or a, just a, something that comes out of your mouth that he doesn't answer you because he will answer you. And um, the part uh, yesterday, like Fernando said, we have a Friday morning pancake um, breakfast that we do. Okay, then in the evening, we got to start preparing at 3 o'clock, loading up Fernando's truck for all this stuff. He takes over there for the barbecue, all the supplies that are needed, the meat, the bread, the utensils, the water, the coffee, the creamers. The condiments. We, yeah, the condiments. The sliced, yeah. sliced yeah. onions, lettuce. Sli- yes, tomato. And macaroni. And cheese. Yesterday was a, was a tough day for us. Not not tough day, but it was just a lot of work. So, you know, it started in the morning and we just stayed focused to, to get out there. Um, so... I'm sitting at the, I'm not sitting, I'm standing at the window and I'm washing, I'm cleaning up dishes again. This is like, a, you know, after a hard day's work of, of preparation. And the and I'm asking God, Lord, are we making a difference? And, and that was all I wanted to know. And it, the amazing thing is this morning when we walked out, the, first of all, uh, Fernando has been inviting me to go out and walk early in the morning. And sometimes I just need the coffee and I just don't want to go. It's cold, whatever. I say no. But today he invited me. I said no. But then I felt like, yes, you got to go. So the Lord, it had to be the Lord impressing that. Get out there and go with him. He said, come on, 10 minutes. Okay. So I I, I said, I'll go with you. And um, then... We met ran into Ron, and that was very pleasant that we got to minister and talk to him, and you know guy. the homeless guy Ron. Ron. He played yeah. guitar for us. Yes, and tears came to his eyes. Hurts were unraveling oh, when we were talking to him. Please keep him in prayer, Ron. Yes. That's another third guy. Yeah. Uh, so we finished there with him. About a half hour we spent just you know working, talking to him uh, as a human being, not as somebody we're, that we're is. Do for him. Yeah. Uh, somebody who's a human being you just treated him like a human being and you know we see the opportunity there to help him in a capacity that taking him to the to the laundromat get his clothes laundered we're gonna look around the house today and find some um you know shirts that that he can maybe wear shorts stuff that's gonna you know give him some clothing that he may need so anyways um you know we connected with him we're willing to you know do what we can to to help him progress further. Uh, anyway, um, after that, Fernando said that we ran into a, a nice young lady named Heather, and we were walking by, and I could tell she was crying. Fernando just said hi, and she said hi to us, and and then she said, "Aren't you the man who was cooking at the barbecue yesterday at the park?" And Fernando said, "Yeah, yeah, I was there." So, what's unusual about this is that. Uh, this morning I woke up asking Fernando questions like, "When you go to the park, or you know, how many people are hurting? How many people are you, are you, you know, that come to the park that need sobriety or whatever?" And he said, "Ah, oh, mostly old timers." I said, "So you guys go and you fellowship, and you, you fellowship and you um, stay sober by you know getting together. You listen to a speaker, their testimony. It keeps you." moving forward in your journey of sobriety and I was just trying to understand like you know 
is this be is this helping people when we do when we're doing the work on Friday to get the barbecue set up and all that kind of stuff because that's what I asked God yesterday so this morning I was asking Fernando and so the minute she said aren't you the guy that was cooking yesterday I just about wow I was like God you're going to answer me uh, because she said that the minute we were turning the corner before she before we even passed by her she felt something which I believe is you know some a peaceful presence coming forward and um she said you you were cooking making hamburgers the food was good uh wow and she was like amazed about the meeting and the people that were there and she had actually come with somebody but the point is that um here's a hurting soul she i mean how is it we were there at the right time okay first of all i wasn't going to go with fernando that's one thing. And as we finished, I got my answer. God said, yep, you're, you're, you're making a difference because she saw what was going on in the park and she, she wants to make changes in her life. And we got the opportunity to, to, you know, minister to her about thanking God for her situation. We got some other nuggets in there that we imparted to her. And it was just, I was amazed, like, God, you answered my my question. But Fernando didn't know that part until I explained to him what I was doing at the window yesterday. So that's the testimony. The testimony is even a small little thought reaches God, okay? The details of what we, he knows all we're thinking, but just I vocalized a concern. You know, after all this hard work, I'm tired, Lord. Is this making a difference and the answer to that I got this morning was, yes, it is. Very strong. Because it made an impression on this young young girl who want, or a young lady who wants to, um, you know, make changes and, and, and have a better life. And so we, we got that opportunity to minister today. And she said she felt peace. She felt way better after we talked to her. And Fernando had just declared something over her. And, and it's just... You know, people are going to cross our paths. We want to be ready, ready to bring the new, good news forth, ready to be an encourager, ready not to condemn others or judge others by how they look or where they live or, you know, what what their what the addiction is or whatever. We're we got to be armed and ready with the word of God and to impart grace to those that are going to hear us, as it says in Ephesians four twenty nine. You know, when we when we speak encouragement over somebody, we make a declaration, we make a decree over that person. You know, we're telling heaven, you know, this is the word of God and come down on that person to be healed in Jesus name. Anyway, that was that was our testimony. And that's a pretty, pretty cool testimony. So I'm encouraged by by that today that God is always listening and he's there and he's empowering us to 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 bring forth and teach others the word of God and to to see the abundant life on earth as it is in heaven let your we always say let your kingdom come lord on earth as it is in heaven we call it forth in the name of Jesus and and wow it's just a wow god moment Thank you, everyone, for coming on. May the Lord bless you. We're out of time. We're out of time, Anna. A oh, whole wow. hour. Boy, Whoa. that went by fast, huh? Yeah. Oof. I didn't expect it. <laughs>
<laughs> but it just comes out, and I can't stop myself. Lord. Thank you so much, everyone. We love you. Yes. May the blessing of the Lord, Lord be upon you. We, we bless you in the name, name of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Go Amen. out and conquer, family. Amen. Be excited. You are making a difference. Yes. You are making a difference. Yes. Amen. Amen. Don't let those feelings are not the truth. The truth is God loves you. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll always keep you by my side. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.